everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is the JRPG Report, episode 206. I'm your host, James Fisher. Thank you so much for coming in, friends. We've got a fun podcast for you today. Lots of things. Uh, Square Enix, in particular, was quite busy this week, but we've also got news from Atlas, and that is where we start today's show. I kind of talked a little bit last week that they were doing something weird with some images on the website with countdowns and didn't know what it was. Well, we now will know what it was. And indeed, it is a JRPG worth mentioning to you. And we'll lead the podcast with Soul Hackers 2 coming to the PlayStation 5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC via Steam, sorry, Switch. Uh, and it's coming soon. It will launch on Japan, or in Japan, on August the 26th. The next day, August 20... Okay, never mind. August 25th in Japan. August 26th. Worldwide, it'll have most languages covered, English and Japanese voiceover options. English, French, Italian, German, Spanish, Japanese, Korean, and Chinese subtitle options are available. So before we ask, what is Soul Hackers 2? Perhaps you're like myself and like, what <laughs> What was Soul Hackers 1? I, uh, you know, maybe you are a JRPG fanatic and uh, you already know the answer to that question, but I'll be honest. I had not heard of this one, but uh, you have heard of Shin Megami Tensei. You have heard of Devil Summoner, uh, perhaps. So this was Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner Soul Hackers. Now, probably why you didn't know, because when it was originally released back in 1997, that was for the Sega Saturn <laughs> in Japan only. Uh, it also came out on PlayStation and uh, the 3DS, and that is where it came to the West on the Nintendo 3DS in April of 2013. Yeah, known as Shimigami Tensei Devil Summoners Soul Hackers. So, if you really want to check out uh, what this game is all about, uh, you could try to uh, dust off your 3DS, maybe you play it all the time, I don't know, and try to find a copy of this one. Maybe there's other ways of doing that, but those were the three systems, and yeah, like in the West, just on the 3DS. And so you kind of now maybe know what you're in for. It is very much set in that Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner world, but uh, with some of the carryover that we see in all these um, Shemigame lines between Persona, uh, like Shemigame Tensei series, and of course the Devil Summoner as well. You see some of the same enemies, some of the same designs. That press turn, turn based battle system is also present here. Uh, in Japan, they'll be getting a 25th anniversary edition for PS4 and PS5. We'll go over that um, if in fact it comes to the West, but there are some pre. Uh, some cool pre-orders um, in Japan. Hopefully we get these as well as there is a Persona 5 costume and background music set, which looks pretty cool. Hopefully we will get those. So here is what Soul Hackers 2 is. They've they've kind of went the Persona line of dropping the Shin Megami Tensei part 
as to avoid confusion. I think that's a good move. So this story is set in the 21st century. They say a little further in the future from now. Devil summoners live in dark societies and harness the supernatural powers of demons. Aeon, a being that watches over the world, detects the world's forthcoming ruin. To avoid ruin, Aeon summons Ringo and Figue to descend upon the human world. They head for people that they head to protect the two people needed to avert destruction, but both had already been killed. Well, that could be a problem. Ringo deploys Aeon's special ability called Soul Hack to revive their targets. Working alongside these two devil summoners, Ringo and I guess we're just gonna say Fig, uh, Fug. Fig, let's go Fig. Pursue a mystery with the future of the world at stake. Will you be able to avert destruction? So the characters first is Ringo, an agent of the next generation cyber life form Aeon. A newborn being, she has a strong curiosity about the human society and emotions. She stands on the front lines with Arrow and other devil summoners and avoid and fights to avoid ruin. So she's kind of an AI character along with uh, Fig, Fig whatever. An agent of Ion like Ringo. Cool and discreet, she is like an older sister to Ringo, who pushes forward at her own pace. Uh, F-I-G-U-E, so Fig, I guess it would be. Also has an interest in admiration for humanity. Next is an extremely friendly towards humans. She specializes in information analysis and handles logistical support. Uh, one of those devil summoners that was rescued is called Arrow. An agent of the Double Devil Summoner Society, Gadagasaru, one of the targets to protect to avert the end of the world, detected by Aeon. He was killed while undercover, but was revived by the Soul Hack. He is usually a quiet young man who does not say much, but he's also honest, passionate, and highly vows morality. Because of this, he and Milady often clash. Milady was the other agent of the Devil Summoner Society. She was killed by an ally for an unknown reason. After being revived by the soul hack, she accompanies Ringo in pursuit of the reason behind her death. She is calm and rational. She places a lot of emphasis on rationality and efficiency and can sometimes make ruthless decisions, but her past experiences seem to play a part. And another key supporting figure is Saizo, who has, at least in this picture, has like weird uh, triangle-shaped like teeth. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> freelance devil summoner. He was killed by an agent of the Phantom Society, but was also revived by the Soul Hack. He accompanies Ringo and the others in pursuit of a certain objective. He is a romanticist, charmer, and a show-off. Since he can read the air and act accordingly, he is often the mediator between Arrow and Milady. He keeps the team running smoothly. Yeah, a lot of uh, cool characters in this one. Um, this game is is not going to blow you away graphics wise, but it does look pretty cool. Uh, definitely more of a PS4 looking game uh, than PS5. Uh, Devil summoners are humans who form contracts with demons and use their astounding abilities to solve problems beyond human understanding. There are also a few summoners, on the other hand, who use their powers for evil, such as assassination and crime. Uh, Ringo and company fight to avert destruction and then become involved with the opposing Devil Summer Society's 
Phantom Society, and Yudharso. Demons are spiritual buildings that have existed alongside humans since ancient times. They are not necessarily evil beings, and even gods and fairies fall under the same name as demons. It is said that at a certain place there's a secret art of fusing demons to form new ones. Hmm. We've heard that before in, the, in this series. Uh, the only demon that I see right off the bat that is uh, recognizable is Jack Frost. Um, but I'm sure there are others. I think I saw uh, another fairy-type character that looked familiar. Um, there are, of course, all-out attacks. They say, enjoying even more exhilarating battle system based on the familiar Press turn systems of the Shimagami Tensei and Persona series. This is led by a production manager who also worked on the Devil Summoner, Devil Summoner 2, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, and Shimagami Tensei 5. The producer and directors had worked on uh, Shimagami Tensei Strange Journey, Devil Summoner, Soul Hackers. So, well, so he's been doing um, Ishidai, has been working on this one for a while, as well as Shimagami Tensei 4. And uh, also. Mr. Hirata, who worked on Heredia, Historia, and Tokyo Mirage Sessions. There was an overview trailer. If you were watching this on YouTube, you've already seen that. But, yeah, I said, this looks very interesting. If you are a fan, I would say more of the Shimigami Tetsai side than the Persona side. Just off initial impressions, it tends to lean more that direction. Maybe a touch darker then, you know, Persona tends to be, although we put of dark elements to it, no doubt, but, um, like, I don't see any school <laughs> elements. There's not high school students running around. These are AI and devil summoners. So, um, we'll keep our eye on this one. Like, don't have to wait long. It'll be out, uh, before we know it in August. So, barring any setbacks, but yeah, a surprise announcement, um, and always a welcome one. We we you know we talked a few weeks ago about the Nintendo Direct and how refreshing it was. A title like Xenoblade Chronicles Three getting announced and then having a short window until its release date that was pretty nice to say the least. Um, one thing we do want to look out for also from Atlas is the next announcement. So these Persona Twenty Fifth Anniversary projects. Uh, there's been a few of them already were announced. The next one is slated for sometime in February of 2022. If you're looking at your calendar, today is the 25th. They don't have much time uh, to make this last announcement. And what is it going to be? I'll keep our fingers crossed that at least one of these is Persona 4 Golden coming to uh, Switch and PS4. Maybe we finally hear about what the future of the series is as well. But yeah, if I hear anything, uh, obviously we're going to hear something, and that'll be on next week's podcast. What surely would have been the lead this week, but kind of got bumped by the Soul Hackers announcements, was the future of Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, series producer and director. Nako Yoshida went online and had the litter from the producer live part. Well, that's a big number. Um, 48 <laughs> live stream. Sorry, he's in Roman numerals. There was L's and X's and all. No, wait, that's. No, that is 68. 
sorry. I um, had to get it together there. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what that is. Yeah, 68 LXVIIA. Uh, anyway, um, a detailed the forthcoming advancements as Solo, a multiplayer RPG experience, the game's first graphical update and patch 6.x series roadmap. So first they went down the line of all the things that has happened over its illustrious career going back to September 30th of 2010 when 1.0 launched out. And uh, now they're talking about the next 10 years. Uh, first off, Yoshi P uh, assured that he has no plans to leave the Final Fantasy XIV project. He says, unless uh, the CEO of Square Enix tells him he needs to go, and he says, and even then, he would fight him on it. <laughs> uh, he said, or the development or operations teams want to kick him out. Uh, he said, or if he dies, that would be... So, uh, you're, you're, I'm assuming you, you enjoy his work because you're stuck with him. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. So, looking forward to 7.0. Advancements as a solo and multiplayer RPG experience. Uh, feature concept number one. An even better RPG alone with friends. Large-scale updates to the trust system. Trust compatibility for all main scenario dungeons and full player trials to be added in patch 6.1 to 5. Patch 6.1 will make Final Fantasy XIV a Realm Reborn scenario trust scenario duties trust compatible. Further improvements will be made to some low-level main scenario dungeons and trials. Eight-player trials will not be updated at this time, and those will be considered after 7.0. Um, I don't know... As you guys will know, I've danced around this game for a while, but I've not actually played it, so I don't know necessarily what that means. Uh, Long-time players will be able to explain that further, but just uh, at a glance, it does appear that you are going to be able to, in the future, play this as a more single-player experience. And if that is true, well, it would be nice to play with some friends, perhaps. By and large... Us JRPG players are solo game experience seekers. Maybe you're like myself, and that is how we unwind after a long day of socializing or, or dealing with peoples, and the last thing we want to do is continue that. Now, some people love that, and I'm sure that will continue. That's not going to change, but it may allow the door to be open for some single-player activities, and that is welcome in my eyes. Future concept number two, preparing for years to come. Its first graphical update is planned to be implemented in 7.0. Development and preparation ongoing until the expansion releases. Aiming for screen-wide aesthetic appealed suited to a multiplayer environment. Animation and lighting system updates are also planned. New graphics will not be comparable to those of standalone titles. So don't expect groundbreaking but expect an improvement <laughs> um, they will try to accommodate as broad a range of hardware specifications as possible he has uh, assured that the game will support ps4 at least until 7.0 so it sounds like this update will be okay but they're saying maybe further down this is going to move into the ps5 or high-end PC, Xbox category. It's 
as it continues to evolve, it's going to then evolve to only be <laughs> playable in its best form on current systems. That's just the way it goes. Um, perhaps previous versions will still be playable, but anything future, there's going to be a point where you're just not going to be able to handle that any longer. Uh, feature concept number three, continue to provide regular updates on an appropriate schedule. That just that just kind of makes sense. There's a huge um, list of things <laughs> that have gone into this. Uh, so if you are a player and you want to read that course, you can follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. And you can get that entire list of things coming. Uh, there's also a couple images to go along with it if you're curious how things go. But I'm excited. Um, I've waited to play this thing for a while. I think, A, once it gets this graphical update, and B, once it becomes solo okay. And obviously, this next um, thing was nice. You heard, too, uh, that Square Enix will once again allow users to register for the free trial very soon. Of course, that was stopped um, back in December because of the congestion that's since been kind of alleviated. Some new servers have come online. So uh, actually, as of the 22nd, um, users are going to be able to do that. That allows uh, trial grants users access to a randomly born and the Heaven Sword expansion up to level 60. So that's obviously back. That's a good thing for new players to get in there and try it out. And um, so, yeah, once those things go on, then James may play it. But uh, obviously that's not much uh, help today that is in the future. Uh, something that um, perhaps has affected a few of you guys, if you're playing, um, Final Fantasy fourteen players that play on Windows, there is now officially support for Windows 11. Uh, this, uh, this system appeared back in October. It's taken a while to get things acclimated, but yeah, that is, that's a thing now. So if you were been holding off, you can now play on your Windows 11. I personally have not made the switch yet. Um, no reason really not to, other than I, I do enjoy 10 and haven't seen much of a reason to do that. Um, just yet, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll at some point in the future though. Let's get into all the Square Enix news as they were busy this past week. Of course, we finally got the mobile and PC release of Final Fantasy VI with its updated graphics. There's also been added vocals, including seven languages that you can listen to in the famous opera house scene. Thought that was a pretty nice touch. Um, it came out a couple days ago. You enjoying it right now? I'm still working on my um, my PC, my gaming PC. It's kind of just been sitting over there neglected, but I'm hoping to may have some time this weekend to put that together, and then possibly, if it works out well, could play this masterpiece. Um, it Square Onyx also announced interest in more HD2D remakes. Not really saying anything that we didn't also expect them to say. Uh, they expect interest in doing more old Famicom titles in this uh, fashion as what they are doing with Live Alive. Uh, 
and Dragon Quest Three. Now, this is not an official announcement. This was during a live stream, but like I said, this is really nothing um, that we don't already know. So what would be those titles that would come, you know, when you're completely remaking it, that does tend to um, go more the Famicom, well, Famicom, the Nintendo route. It could also go into Super Nintendo as well, and possibly even just making an HD 2D version of some 3D games that didn't quite shine so brightly, perhaps. So that would be interesting to see what that next one is that they announced is coming in that fashion. They also said that uh, mobile game division underperformed. That was the key term. Now, they didn't say it lost money. It didn't say it didn't do quite well. But I think they were expecting a little bit more, maybe as, you know, people have been <laughs> hunkered down for a, a couple years now, that they expected more to money to come in mobile. That wasn't the case. Um, and that they're not saying that these titles aren't still going to come, but perhaps just be a little bit better quality, maybe not as many of them. So I think this is a good announcement. I would like to see <laughs> more time put into it, less gotcha elements, perhaps even if that means we got to pay a few dollars for a quality product and then not get bombarded with, hey, buy this, buy that. That would be welcome, to say the least. Uh, it was announced that uh, we, we talked about the mobile title, Octopath Traveler, Champions of the Continent, and it will launch this summer in the West. There is registration for an Android closed beta test going on right now. Nothing more specific than just um, in the summertime, but it's coming. Here is the about. It's a new story that unfolds in the world of Austeria, enjoy high-quality graphics, engaging combat, and storytelling akin to Octopat Traveler in this prequel optimized for mobile devices. So that answers at least one question that I had. Maybe you already knew this, but yeah, it's a prequel to the story of Octopath. They say the story. They say, what do you seek at Journey's End? A few years prior to the events of Octopath Traveler, Austeria is ruled by tyrants hungry for wealth, power, and fame. While the tyrant's desires have unleashed a bondless darkness upon the world, there are those who resist the darkness. You will meet them while traveling the world as the chosen ones of a divine ring. What will you obtain and what will you experience through this journey? Soon the story will lead you to the tyrants of the land. Key features include 2D pixel art enhanced with 3D CG effects, bringing the wondrous world of Austeria to life with beautifully sized environments filled with sidequests, Dangerous bosses and treasures. An evolved command battle system uses up to eight party members with swipe controls that allow for fast paced command selection. With over 64 characters at launch, explore an endless combination of characters to build your ultimate team. Uh, so, there you go. There was a new trailer that came out for this. You're seeing this as you're, if you're watching this on YouTube. Interested in this one. I had to see, I, I, I don't know if this one was one of those ones that cost money or not, but it certainly seems like it could be one of those with all those characters involved. Or maybe it's just free with Gasha Elements. We'll have to wait and see about how that comes this summer in the West. Uh, Nier was in the news this week as Nier Automata celebrated its fifth 
anniversary. And uh, here's my public, my PSA announcement of, if you've not already played Near Automata, go pick it up. It's not very expensive. It's not very long. It's definitely an action RPG, so maybe not my typical game, but I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, if you play Near Reincarnation, there's going to be another collaboration event with Near Automata that's coming up here um, pretty soon, the next couple days, uh, until March 14th. So if you missed out the first time, you'll be able to get that as well. There was a TV anime announced for the game. Kind of makes perfect sense, to be quite honest. This was nothing more than a tease, really. But uh, yeah, there's going to be an anime coming for Near Automata. Characters are perfect for it. So that makes a lot of sense, to be quite honest. No, word. I, I was always kind of surprised um, that we didn't get some sort of word of a sequel. Um, I would suspect they're probably looking at that option due to its popularity and reverence. So we'll see if that announcement ends up coming in the future as well. We mentioned last week that Katakawa Games and Cloud Leopard Entertainment is bringing out a demo for Relayer, the mech strategy RPG, um, for PS4 and PS5. We had said it's coming out on March or February 25th. That's true if you live in Japan. The next day, February 26th, is when it will launch worldwide. This is a trial version. Get you a feel of the game. It includes the main story up to episode 7. Battle Simulator, 12 stages. Star Cube, which is character development. Shop and ship menu. Demo version saved data can be carried over to the full version, allowing you to play onward from chapter 8. The maximum unit level in the demo is 30. Trophies cannot be earned in the demo. Come on now. Um, Save data from the PS4 demo version can be used in the PS5 full version if you upgrade at some point during that time frame. Um, yeah, not my cup of tea per se gameplay-wise, but it does look pretty cool. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to dig it. Relayer is due out for PS4 and PS5 on March the 24th worldwide and will have several in language options available. Um, I believe it's subtitled. I don't think there's any dub for this game. But yeah, it's looking pretty decent. Uh, Pokemon fans, there is a Pokemon Presents scheduled for... Oh gosh, um, ad just popped up. Yeah, I, I see it. I see nothing but ad. Thanks. <laughs> Don't you just love that? Where um, sometimes you're on a website and ads pop up and you really have no choice but to watch them or not. And you can't close them, seemingly. Okay, it's gone. Uh, there's a Pokemon Presents set for February the 27th. And that's all I can tell you because the ad has taken over the screen. So if you <laughs> want to check that out, you can do so. The latest Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak tease revealed that DSO characters Paz and Selva will appear in the expansion. Director Yusutake Suzuki took to Twitter to reveal the add-on hunters will appear as part of the story. There was a little concept sketch of the two, um, or three, is that two or three? 
Yeah, there's three people in the sketch, but it says um, two. So there you there you go. It's something to look forward to. Monster Hunter Rise is available now. Sunbreak will be out this summer. Uh, Taylor Selfie 2 is getting close to its release. Um, well, it's it's today. That's right. February 25th. Worldwide. It came out yesterday in Japan. It was the uh, official theme song trailer came out for it, which is Cindy Dose. Cindy Dose, sung by Suzuya. So you can check that out if you're curious about the game. I did see that um, while there's, you know, it's been a few years since the first one, uh, I believe their words were, uh, you need to have a love <laughs> uh, for Sophie and Pasha if you really want to get the most out of this game. That completely makes sense, but sometimes when you have these games, it's like, yeah, you you don't really need to play the first one. It's okay. It'll go over the events. You know, you'll get it. It seems like you need to have had a pretty good bond with these characters in order to get the most out of this one and that story that they are trying to tell in it. Um, There's a weird collaboration going on uh, between Sophie 2 and Tales of Arise. Um, I say weird as they're, uh, you know, Koi Tecmo and Bandai Nemco. And so you've got various uh, Tales characters with some alchemy elements to it, and then vice versa, some of the Sophie characters having, like, um, Alfin's uh, little face shield thing on, or... uh, uh, the tiara from Kasara likes to wear. You know, uh, Hoodle shows up in <laughs> one of the Sophie things, and I just say it's weird. But the you know these two companies, it, I don't want to say it for certain, but it almost feels like this feels like they could be merging, or you know acquiring. I guess Bandai is probably bigger. Maybe they're just super friendly, right? We've seen these. Um, collaborations sometimes in the past before but i don't know just (laughs) it feels odd to me and it could be like a step one of them joining forces in the future i don't know maybe completely off base on this one but yeah you can get those um i guess they're free dlc it doesn't um it doesn't say that's free so maybe there's a smaller price to pay for it yeah dlc is usually not free so I guess that's probably... <laughs> they're probably going to go the non-free route if I had to guess. Uh, the last story I want to bring to you guys is if you love Persona 5 Royal and Persona 5 Strikers and you are a Spotify music user, well, those soundtracks are coming to Spotify. Um, each one would have been about two discs worth of music taken from the games. Um Persona 5 soundtrack is over an hour and a half long. consists of 30 titles. Um, looking for a date. Uh, Strikers is even longer somehow. That doesn't make a ton of sense, but it's about 2 hours and 20 minutes long. And about 46 titles. So, uh, see, they're also on YouTube music as well. And I guess they're on there. Um, it doesn't say, yeah, they're they're on there now. So if you were enjoying those, you can check them out anytime you want to via Spotify or also they said uh, YouTube Music 
as well. Uh, last thing I just want to say is I did decide the next game. I finally wrapped up Trials of Mana, an excellent game. A little weird, had some nostalgia factor that certainly helped me get through it. I was very surprised that there was some post um, game content in there that allowed uh, some more character development and a new story. Um, I was grossly underleveled uh, for <laughs> anything other than defeating the just the regular final uh, game boss, but I enjoyed my time with it and decided I didn't know quite where to go, so I looked at the backlog and uh, kind of had forgotten that I did have Yakuza Like a Dragon for PS5, no less. I got it on sale a while back, and I said, yeah, I would like a good turn-based game. I've never played a Yakuza game, so I really didn't know what I was in for, but so far I've been pleasantly surprised. I kind of knew from the trailers, I, I was expecting all the over-the-top <laughs> uh, shenanigans and and things, and the game starts off like really serious. Like, uh, it, it, it definitely, you know, throws you into a Yakuza type story and game, and then a few hours into it really opens up into more hilarious features. Not that there's not some comedy in there at first, but uh, I think I'm about eight or nine hours into it total. And it is definitely all those things that I've been expecting to happen are probably happening. Um, it is absolutely, you know, full of, of Dragon Quest and old school. I mean, they say Dragon Quest by name several times. Um, the lead character being a huge fan of those games. And he tries to become a hero of Dragon Quest. The best thing about the game, perhaps, is the fact, and we hardly ever get this, especially as a lead character, but by the time the, the main story picks up, he's a, a man in the later stages of life, i.e. he's 42. Usually we're dealing with high school kids or thereabouts, right? And as a man who's about to celebrate his 41st birthday in April... It's extremely refreshing. Now, <laughs> dude is at the top of his game at 42. He has kept himself in, in great shape and uh, all those th things that I am, have not. But it's still nice to see uh, uh, he's that same age. Uh, there's a character that's even older, uh, pushing almost 60, that's in your in your party. So that's been pretty fun. The, the turn-based system is... Is very well done, but there, it's also got some some deepness to it. It's not just uh, blindly pressing buttons. You have to have some strategy to your attacks. It has a feel of Grand Theft Auto at times, the way you kind of walk around the streets, out, you're not driving or anything, cars, but the exploration reminds me of that. A whole lot. You're you're looking around for for treasure, not treasure chests, but you're looking around for treasure and, and secret items, and yeah, it kind of blends a whole bunch of things in together. And for the most part, it works. It really does. You, it's still odd to be walking around, and then you know you face a, a group of goons come up, and then you guys uh, <laughs> with onlookers or you know everything going around that. Uh, you just go into a turn-based fight, but that's part of its charm as well. Uh, the only only negative I find is just a personal preference. I don't like all the language, but most people are not even going to notice it, I'm sure. But 
I knew it going in, so it's really not not a big deal. It's a very, very mature game. So unlike Charles and Mana, I cannot play it until the kiddo is, is fast asleep and it's mature for a reason, guys. Don't don't try to play this in front of kids or even without the language, there's a bunch of mature stuff going on. You don't want it anywhere near children, that's for sure. But I'm enjoying it and I would highly recommend it to anyone. I got the PS5 version for like half off on sale at some point in time. So keep keep an eye out. That does happen and um Get to those first little bit until the story picks up, and you're really going to start to like it, I do believe. But, yeah, that's my, that's my announcement for the week. You guys, I'm sure, love keeping up on <laughs> on games. I, and when I enjoy things, I do like to pass it on to you guys uh, as well. That's going to do it for Episode 206. Uh, we've got our Part 2 of the Final Fantasy IX Sunday Special coming out this Sunday. Go ahead and plug it after that. I believe it's March Sixth, uh, yeah, March sixth. We're trying to uh, me and Dalton have a a day to sit down and record, and we're going to do that and bring you guys the next Sunday special, just us chatting about JRPGs and having having a good time. That's what we're looking for. Thank you so much for checking in. Follow us on our social media channels to keep up to date with all the happenings. And if you really enjoy what you've heard today, give us a, a few bucks on Patreon. That would always be greatly appreciated. Thanks to all those who do that already. That's going to do it. We'll catch you guys next time. Until then, get back out there and level up.